Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast. We're going to start off by giving you some of our sponsors. First off, we've got the Coffee Ride. The Coffee Ride makes amazing coffee. I'm telling you, they've got ingredients from all over the place. Exotic flavors, flavors, flavor, flavors, such as Ethiopian blends with strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. It's crazy. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. One goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. It's crazy. Do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com and receive 20% at checkout with the code Romero. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Simper Savage. Simper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Now, when I spoke to the owner of Simper Savage, he described to me that he wanted to have a salad dressing with no sugar, none of those added preservatives, none of that extra crap. Well, guess what? He is delivered. Simper Savage has none of those added sugars, none of that extra crap, none of that extra salt, those preservatives, none of that. This goes great as marinating meat. It goes great as marinating your veggies. Is that a thing? Do you marinate the veggies or is it just a dressing? Anyways, put Simper Savage on everything. It's like hot sauce. You know, you put hot sauce on everything. Do the same thing with Simper Savage dressing. It's amazing. Use code Romero Records at checkout at SimperSavage.com. That is S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E.com. We're also brought to you by FNX. Yes, FNX. They are formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect to fill your shelves with high-quality supplements. Dude, FNX has CBD oil, BCAs, creatine, protein. You can get it all at FNXFit.com. Use code SUPA, not super, SUPA, S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O, 15 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Superhendo 15. Don't forget that every item purchased, that's a gallon of water. Think about this. They donate a gallon of water. I, I was too excited to, to finish my sentence, but they donate a gallon of water for every item purchased. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, go check out fnxfit.com. We're also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, at first I was really skeptical about Magic Spoon. Their cereal is pretty good. All right, so check this out. You know when you really want a bowl of cereal, but you feel kind of bad about eating it, basically? Well, Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal. Now, it's got zero grains, zero sugars, and three net carbs. Now, go ahead and do the Simper Savage and marinate on that. All right? So, everybody knows that they want to have cereal late at night when you're about to go to bed. Add a little protein to that. And how about zero carbs and zero sugars? Get some Magic Spoon in your life. Use code HENDO SAVES. That's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S. HENDO SAVES. And you're going to get a good little discount at magicspoon.com. All right. Welcome to America's podcast. Today we have on... The Crown Prince, the Crown Prince of Memphis, the Crown Prince of South. Yes, sir. 
All right, man. How's it going? Man, it's going great. How about you? It's going good. So, um, yeah, you, you hit me up on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you were talking about doing a podcast, and I was like, all right, bet. Yeah, we'll do that. And yeah. I told Ryan that um, that you wanted to to do it, and he was like, man, I worked with that guy before. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's cool, dude. Yeah, it's it's awesome, like, just getting that connection with yeah. people. Um, I think that's the best way that mm-hmm. artists and creatives can blow up yeah. is, like, not necessarily in this time frame. You don't have to like take over your city to yeah. blow up, but it helps yeah. <laughs> to get like names and faces yeah. with people. So it's it's good to have on somebody who you know had another connection. Yeah. I feel like Memphis needs a little bit more of that. Honestly, as you far think as so? connecting, like on the rap side, I mean, people connecting with each other. But it, I mean, it's growing and getting better. But but definitely, it's always good to make connections with people. I mean, even if they're not. In the exact same lane that you're going, they might be in another lane, but can help you out, you know, if you're trying to go somewhere and you get somewhere and you're like, damn, I need help with this. But then you just met that person. You can hit them up and they can help you with that. Because I think I met Ryan through a friend of mine who was like, hey, he got a studio because I was trying to find a studio to record other people at with. Because I didn't really like a lot of people coming over to my spot to record, Mm. which is cool. So I was like, damn, I need another studio that's kind of like low key that I can bring other people to, other artists and stuff. So, um I hit Ryan up, and then we started working together. So, yeah. That was dope. Shout out to Ryan, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I checked out your checked out your music. Um, you had the, the John Wall, James Harden. John Wall, James Harden, going crazy, <laughs> going crazy, man. So, take me, I guess, take me through the whole process of, like, they're not on the same team. Yeah. So, what? how did that come about? All right, so, it just came out as just a song idea. You know, the hook is like... Uh, balling so damn hard. I think I'm John Wall and James Harden. And like uh, John Wall, you know, I went to uh, Washington for my birthday a couple years back, and I was uh, I went to the the game where they were playing the Lakers when he was playing for the Wizards. And uh, that night it was my last night there, and we had went to this shot glizzy after party slash birthday party thing, and. Uh, you know, it was pretty low-key at first, and folks was like, bro, John Wall about to pull up. You know? <laughs> John Wall about to pull up. I'm like, dang, for real? Man, out of nowhere, John Wall pulls up, and like a bunch of other NBA players and stuff. And, you know, the club just goes crazy. And then uh, I ended up leaving the next day. I was getting uh, – got home. You know, I always get inspiration from, like, when I travel and stuff and go out of town, I always get different inspirations from stuff for songs and stuff. So that's that's kind of how I make most of my music. It's like when I travel, I come back, and then I'll just make a bunch of music. Mm. And uh, I was working on a beat, and uh, it was a real simple beat. Like if you listen to the beat, it's literally like a guitar and some drums. That's it. It's not even, like, that complicated. And uh, I guess just in my head, I was just like, James Harden's one of my favorite players. And uh, I had just seen John Wall in the club. So at that time, I was like, man, I'm balling like I'm John Wall with James <laughs> Harden. So I put it together. You know, let some people hear it. They were like, yo, that's cool, that's cool. Put the song out, um, you know, around the time of the uh, – my birthday's in December, and then All-Star Weekend is, like, February. Mm-hmm. So I went to the All-Star Weekend. It was in Charlotte that year. I went with my dad, and I put it out, like, literally, like, that Thursday or that Friday right before it. And uh song started moving. It was doing some traction and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, we got to uh, do a music video for it. So we shoot a music video for it. Video shoot goes real well. And then uh, we sat on the music video for a while because I wanted to add some more scenes to it. Yeah. Then we ended up putting it out. 
And uh song keeps doing well. Next thing you know, I'm in the gym working out and my phone starts blowing up and people are like, yo, John Wall and James Harden play on the same team now. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dang. And they're like, bro, the song about to blow up. So the song started taking off even more. And this was like in December, like right when the season started. So my birthday was coming up again and I was trying <laughs> to go to Miami with my friends. So I was like, bro, we got to go to Houston and we got to promote this song because they were playing for the Rockets. And, uh, Man, I went out there, promoted the song a bunch. You know, I was going to different clubs, going to different radio stations, giving them my flyers, handing my music. They playing my stuff in the club. I'm getting to do little performances here and there. And then, uh, yeah, I came back home and uh, was kept pushing it. Then uh, uh, next thing you know, I look up, the video is almost at 100,000 views. That's wild. And uh, it's out, it's over 100,000 views now. And then, uh, then they traded James Harden because <laughs> them two weren't getting along so yeah the run was good while it lasted but the song was good before they were on the team together it was good while they were on the team together and it's going to continue to be good when they're not on the team together again so yeah absolutely i mean it's just like having a jersey of a yeah. player like uh-huh. even though they might not still be on the team it's yeah. still a nice jersey and it's uh-huh. the, the memory of of what happened yeah. but that's that's really dope yeah it's crazy how that happened man it's just like people are like brother marketing and stuff the time was crazy i'm like I guess I predicted the future with this, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. perfect. Yeah. So when you like, so when you actually made the song and had mm-hmm. it finished, when you were talking about like, you know, it started blowing up, like people were listening to it. Like, did you feel like you needed to do something extra? Like, I know you see, hey, we got to shoot a video. Yeah. So was there anything else that you were like, oh, I gotta, like, I gotta go to Houston, you know, I gotta go to these places and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I always like to travel and push my music in different cities and stuff because just the Memphis the Memphis audience is cool but I mean bigger cities like Houston Atlanta they have a bigger you know more broader audience than just Memphis I feel like Memphis audience is kind of especially hip-hop is kind of tailored just to one thing yeah and uh you know I uh I mean I always like to travel especially when they when they got trade on the same team like we got to go to Houston like this has got to happen like I don't care what I do we're making it out to Houston promote <laughs> the song cuz I mean I need to hurry up and do it for somebody else makes a John Wall and James Harden song you know what I mean so yeah. I've been made this song you know I need to be the first person that they see when they look it up on YouTube or if they're typing in John Wall and James Harden on Google or whatever I need to be one of them top searches that pull up. You know, it don't even if it's like an ESPN interview or something. I need to be in that top five to ten searches yeah. that pull up on YouTube. So people are like, dang, what is this? A song already? And then they see the views going crazy. They're like, let me check it out. Yeah. So definitely, like when they got traded on the same team, I was like, yeah, we gotta we gotta go out to Houston for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I mean that that worked um, for my podcast. There's a I had a guy on uh, Sage Bender, and mm-hmm. he uh, does jujitsu. And um, he's famous on, like, TikTok. He has, like, millions of followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Well, I had him on the podcast uh, 2019, and um, it I think it had just, like, a couple hundred views back then. But recently I saw it, and it had, like, some thousands of views. Yeah. And I hit him up. I was like, have you been, like, promoting it? And um, – he said, "No, I'm just really famous on TikTok." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, oh, but people are literally just searching him on uh-huh. YouTube, yeah, and they're picking up my podcast. Yeah, so that I'm sure that's what people were yeah. doing with you, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, snap, James Harden, John mm-hmm. Wall, same team, yep. and then they pick up your song. Yeah. So that that really worked out in your favor, yeah, it, for real. It's crazy how it worked out, man. It was." It's a blessing, really. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so going forward, do you think you'll try and like? 
I mean, it might not be with sports, but mm-hmm. you could like you could do that with anything. Like you could do that with you know a, a car or something like that. Just make a random song about a Ferrari or make a mm-hmm. random song about a Lambo, and then yeah. Lambo could drop a new vehicle, yeah. and then people might pick that up. Like, yeah. you, do you think that as like a strategy going forward uh, yeah. with your music? Yeah, I mean, when I was making the song, there definitely was no strategy behind it. It was just <laughs> how I felt in the moment. It wasn't like. Man, I hope these two play on the same team or something. No, nah, I was not thinking that at all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's always something to you know think about the the future, just with really anything you're doing. Because I mean, you got to plan for the future. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I do now is kind of like more feeling based. But I'm I'm also thinking about strategy wise how I can brand this in the future mm-hmm. and on down the line. That's always you know in the back of my head. It's not just right at the top, but it's it's somewhere back there. Like, all right, let's think about how this can do in the future, you know, like years from now. Because I like to make music that I want to be timeless because I don't want music just to be here one day and then, you know, forgotten the next forgotten the, uh, next year and stuff like that. So yeah, always thinking about, you know, how can I plan stuff for the future for sure, yeah. Do you know what SB Surf's Up is? SB Surf's Up? Yeah. That sounds super familiar. He's a, he's a Memphis artist, and I had him on the podcast a while back, but – um. You you kind of remind me of him because like he he goes out to like L A a lot and mm-hmm. he'll be in Atlanta a lot yeah and he just he's just got that mindset of I'm bigger than just being in Memphis yeah like I and I really appreciate that like some yeah. people might be like oh he's you know he thinks he's bigger than Memphis yeah. but at the at the same time you shouldn't just keep yourself closed in to like yeah. the city you're from like For sure yeah get bigger yeah. <laughs> go yeah. out and do stuff and i mean with me i feel like i get more love you know i hate to say this i get more love when i go to other cities and work than i do here just because of the mentality here and just the the audience that's here with rap music so i mean that's another reason i travel because i mean i get more listens in like let's say nashville or atlanta or dallas mm. or houston or something like that than i do here so it's just like I got to keep moving and progressing. And I, I mean, I look at other artists like, um, even to throw something way back, like Master P, like New yeah. Orleans didn't accept him when he first came out. Like, Is that where he was from? Uh, New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, that. I mean, if you watch, the, I watched the documentaries on Netflix. It's the origins of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's a very good documentary. And like, he was talking about like how they didn't accept him when he first came out. And then he went out, got big, he come back, everybody loved him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the type of music that I make and the sound that I have is like bigger than Memphis. It's not just oh, I'm gonna make it in Memphis, then it's gonna it's gonna go out. No, it's gonna go out, then it's gonna come back to Memphis. So, mm. you know, that's that's how I feel my sound is for music. Yeah. So, do you feel like you'll you'll end up like moving somewhere else other than Memphis, or do you want to stay here? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of different things going on here besides music too. So, I mean, I definitely want to try to stay here as long as possible mm. until like it just gets to a point where it's just like Memphis is kind of getting in the way of other work that I'm trying to do. But definitely want to try to stay here as long as possible. I mean, I love the city. Born and raised here. So, yeah, yeah, don't I don't plan on moving anytime soon. But uh, uh, okay. definitely traveling. I'm always traveling. You know? Like we're going to Tampa tomorrow for the Super Bowl. So. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. You, you told me you were. Yeah. Uh, dang. So – Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you got tickets or do you? No, nah, no, nah, I ain't got no tickets. Them tickets too high. Uh-uh. How much were they? I ain't even look. I just know they probably around sure 10, 20, 30,000, you know. Yeah. But I actually, I went last year. I didn't go to the game, but I was in Miami last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a, 
area where there's a lot of people, a lot of celebrities. It gives me a chance to promote my music real quick in a little area and, you know, meet people from different areas because a lot of people from the country are going to come to Tampa yeah. to, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl. It's like one of the biggest events. So yeah. that's a good way for artists, you know, if there's a big event going on, not necessarily tailored to music, you know, go there, promote your stuff, you know, meet people in the city, see how they moving in the city, see how they work, see how they operate, you know, have your fun too. But, you know, the goal is to go down there, you know, to meet people, connect with people, see how they operate. M Memphis, the people here, you know, we move a little slower than other cities. So it's always yeah. good to see how people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, make their money, you know, doing certain ways. Because you might learn something that you never knew. You could take that, apply it, bring it back to Memphis. And now you're, you know, better off than what you're doing beforehand. So you know. Have you ever met, like, another artist from, a, from another city when you visited there and, like, linked up? Uh, I probably met a bunch of artists, but actually like linked up and worked. Nah, not not yet. You know, it's coming soon. But I mean, I've traveled and met a bunch of different people. Like, mm -hmm. like I got a picture with Akon when I went to oh, the All Star Weekend. That's wild. That's probably one of the craziest photos I got. Yeah. How'd that come about? Uh, we were at the slam dunk competition, the Saturday night events where they do a three point slam dunk. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I was walking to the restroom or something. I seen him and Michael Blackson. <laughs> and then, like, my dad, like, he was like, oh, I got to get a picture of Michael Blackson. I'm like, what? I'm like, he's funny. But I was more so trying to say something to Akon. So yeah. went over there and said a few words with him. I was like, can we get a picture? He's like, yeah, so we got a picture. That's dope. That was pretty much it, yeah. So. Well, now Akon knows you. So yeah, well, he meets a lot of people. He may not remember. But if I show him that photo, it might you know, come back to him in his yeah. brain. But like, hey, remember this? He'd be like, okay, I do remember <laughs> that. You know, so. Well, hey, experience is an yeah. experience, though. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think that's something missing from a lot of people in their in their like beginning of their career mm -hmm. is getting out and just showing face and like meeting people mm -hmm. and talking and stuff like that because that, I mean, one one things people. You know somebody serious about their music career mm -hmm. and how much money they invest in. Yep. It. Like if if they're not investing like real studio time or quality beats and stuff like that, mm -hmm. then you're wondering how serious they really are about yeah. it. But if they get that travel time in and be able to just you know show face or yeah. or um, put in the the feet work, people yep. talk about like just passing out. You know, if you, even if you got CDs, you yep. know a lot of people don't listen Anything, to CDs man. anymore. But if you're passing those out or uh, business cards, or mm -hmm. you, you got your you got your shirts and stuff. Yep. So that's one thing you talk about. Uh, you're doing a lot of stuff. You, yeah. you like you got clothing line or something yeah. like that. I started a clothing line in like 2014. It was like a skateboarding clothing line. It's it's on pause right now. I, mean, I still have a few pieces and still wear stuff here and there. But it's called Me Skateboarding Co. And um, I basically just started because it was just like <clears throat> I was in school. School wasn't really working out for me. You know, I was kind of just doing what my parents wanted me to do and not what I wanted to do, which is pretty much every young person, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. And then I just decided, like, you know, I'm really into clothes and I'm tired of, you know, going to the mall or going to, like, Sun or whatever at the time and buying all these other people's clothes. You know, I can make my own clothes and sell it and have other people wear it. You know, mm. I'm tired of wearing these folks' jeans. I wasn't even making jeans, but, like, different hoodies and tops. Like, I, I, one thing is, like, when I was younger, I didn't like going out to, like, a party or something, and I had something on, and somebody else had it on, too. You know what oh, I mean? Like, the same piece. God. I'm like, bro, yeah. this man got the same jacket I got on. I'm yeah. like, bro, no. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? And I just, I hated that. I'm like, yeah. yo, I can't, I got to, like, 
wear stuff that people cannot get their hands on easily like that. So I started my own clothing line and it uh it turned into something kind of crazy. I was like going to the skate parks. I would sponsor kids. Like we would do photo shoots. I would give them free clothes. We would do little videos here and there. And I'm not the best skater. You know, I'm all right. I just, <laughs> I can do a little stuff here and there, but not nothing crazy. But uh, that's where the, the clothes stuff pretty much started with me. Probably like one of the first very like creative things I've done was the clothing line for sure. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, you say you're on like a hiatus for it. You're Yeah. Like- I just really focused on like the music right now. Cause I mean, I do a lot, you know, I produce, I record myself. I, and sometimes I'll go to other studios like with Ryan and uh, even if I'm out of town, but most of the stuff that you see me do is, is basically me doing it. I'm no, I don't have a huge team of people that's like, Hey, we should do this or do that. Or, and let's try this and try that. It's just like I've been through it with just working with people sometimes, especially videographers, man. I've been through it with these video dudes. Mm. I'm very vocal about it. But, <laughs> you know, I just like I got a whole new video uh, team that I'm working with now, and it's just a lot of a lot of stuff that I do. Is just the clothes kind of took a lot of time and stuff like that. So I just kind of wanted to focus more on the rap because. The clothes stuff could take off, but people might not know who I am from mm. making the clothes. So yeah. if the rap stuff takes off and I'm wearing the clothes, the clothes going to take off too. I ain't got to worry about putting Correct. in the time to get the clothing brand up. So yeah. that's really why I kind of put it on pause for right now. But if somebody wants something, I can still make them some. If you just hit me up, you know, I got you. I got plenty of stuff. So yeah, we I mean, can work you, it out. If you as an artist, like, get big and you're just wearing yeah. your clothes, yeah. people are going to see Walking billboard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so... That's that's pretty dope. I mean, that you're doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I got a friend named Leek. He's in um, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and um, me and him do the same. You know, we make our own beats and mm-hmm. record ourselves and everything. So it, we were talking about how hard it is to mm-hmm. find other people who do that. Because, yeah. like, say if you want to do a song with somebody, and they can't record themselves, yeah. they got to go to a studio, mm-hmm. and if they aren't willing to put up the money for the studio. Mm-hmm. Then it's kind of hard to track with. Through that, I didn't been through that paying people to do a song, and then they BSing you, hitting them up, hitting them up, and I'm like, bro, I didn't gave you enough money to where even if you didn't have your own studio, you had enough money to go to the studio and pay for time, you know, to drop a 16 bar verse. You know what (laughs) I mean? It's just like, bro, it's it's tough working with people, but it's just you know, it's just something you gotta get through, and you know, it's gonna happen. You just gotta keep. Keep pushing, but I mean, I'm fortunate enough to where I don't have to rely on engineers. I don't have to rely on producers. You know, I don't have to rely on people to write music for me. I do everything. So, somebody not you know acting right, cool. I'm gonna do it myself. You know, so that's I've always had that kind of mentality too. So yeah, yeah. So what did you start out with? Was it making Uh, beats? Definitely start off making beats. Well, really, if we want to go way way back, started DJing when I was really 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 yeah, like. Like eight years old, you know, because my dad, used to, <laughs> my dad used to DJ uh, a lot of our sporting events and stuff like that, and he had a bunch of DJ equipment, and uh, you know, just started playing with it and started having little parties here and there. Like uh, I would have like a big end of the year parties where my dad would like rent off, rent out like a ballroom at one of the community centers. And uh, we basically make big flyers, you know, post them up around the school. You know, we're like in like third, fourth, fifth grade, you know that's what I mean? That's wild. And I would DJ them and get paid for it too. So that's dope. it was uh, it was pretty cool. But uh, I started playing drums in middle school and then moved on to high school, 
play drums, play snare drum. And then even went to college, had a uh, drum scholarship, play snare drum in college. Nice. And uh, I probably started making beats like mm, sophomore year in high school, whatever. Uh, something right around that time. So it was the beats is where it started for me, you know, drums. Okay. I'm a drummer. Then I kind of taught myself how to play keys a little bit. And guitar. I'm not the best key player or guitar player, but mm -hmm. I can I can play melodies and play by ear and stuff like that pretty well. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So do do you feel like you're a better artist now, like a like a rapper, or do you feel like you're better at the beats? Uh, I I definitely say I've I've gotten better as a rapper, but definitely I'm always progressing as a producer, just mm -hmm. learning new stuff. And the programs now they make it so easy for you. You ain't even got to be. Like a musician, like Fruity Loops, you just click squares. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to know like what key that is. You just click in the squares and all that, you know. So the programs made a lot easier for people nowadays that aren't necessarily necessarily uh, musically inclined. So. Yeah. But that's cool though. But I still enjoy like live music and stuff. Like I've done shows and have live bands, and I always appreciate when artists do music and there's a live band because it's like you know that's real talent right there. Yeah. You know? So. I like that. Yeah, I think that's um, it's pretty crazy, like how FS Studios just like changed the game for people. Because oh, yeah. like, I would say back in the day, unless you really knew like the equipment mm -hmm. and knew music, you couldn't just like, hey, I, I want to make beats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But now you can do that, yeah. and people are like, I'll see people on Twitter and whatnot. They'll be like, man, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop making beats. This music thing isn't for me. I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh, that's crazy. You're doing this for money. You're not doing this because yeah. you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty wild that now the technology gives you the opportunity to just like, if you just feel like making beats for money, mm -hmm. you can just do it. Yeah. And it, you don't have to really love it. Yeah. But I mean, that definitely seemed like that's what you were originally doing. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I I just started off really like when I was in high school. Me and my my best friend Casey Casey Triplett, we would make beats because we were both in the drum line together. You know, he was a captain, I was a co-captain, and um, we were just after school come to my house, like we'd make a beat every day, and then like we would put like a little video behind it of just like our pictures. Yeah, yeah. And like when the intro was, the verse was like you'd pop up on the screen like intro verse, you know? <laughs> and then we put it out on Facebook, and we would do that like. Like every day or every week, mm -hmm. and then uh, I remember one day like they played our one of our beats on the morning announcements or something. I think I was late to school that day and I totally missed it. They were like, "Yo, they oh, played one of the beats on the morning announcement." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Dang, I missed that." Dang. But, uh, we used to do like a cipher thing too, like in my mom's garage. Like every Friday, we would get a bunch of kids or whatever from school that wanted to rap, and like we would play one of our beats in the garage, and I'd have all my DJ equipment set up. And then, like, we would all just, like, rap and have a cypher for, like, however long. And then we would put it out on uh, YouTube or whatever. So mm. there's probably some old cypher videos out there. <laughs> if people are ever really trying to figure out who I am, probably can find some of those. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, you were talking about you have a, um, a video team earlier. Uh, you had some bad experiences with, like, videos and stuff like that. What's... Like, what's the most annoying part about that or the most, like, frustrating part about, like, working with other people with that? Man, they, when the video dude don't answer the phone and reply to you and it's been, you know, however long he told you it's supposed to be, I mean. This is after the video's been shot? Yeah, after the video's mm. been shot. You can already see it right now, frustrated talking about it. Because, like, <laughs> man, it's just, 
I mean, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody's got a busy schedule, especially video dudes, because, like, now a lot of artists, they can't do no shows. Everybody's just putting out music and putting mm. out videos. So the yeah. video dudes right now, they booming right now. Yeah. So, I mean, and this was even, well, this was around the time things were kind of shut down. But, uh, I mean, we shot a video or whatever, you know, pretty much was like a one-day shoot, whatever. It was like, how long is it going to take? You know, I've worked with this guy before, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I'm cool. That's cool with me. I mean, that's a long time though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even tripping because like, <laughs> two know, weeks is a while. Yeah, I'm not. Cause I know he he works with a lot of other big artists than me, so I'm probably not at the top of the priority list. But mm -hmm. I understand that, you know what I mean. But at least communicated with me like, hey, you know, I'm running a little bit behind. I'm gonna need a little bit more time. I mean, I give him amount of time or whatever. I hit him up. He don't respond, you know. Another two weeks go by, bro. Still ain't responding. I mean, I follow bro on Instagram and stuff. I see him <laughs> putting out other artists' videos and oh, doing this man. and doing that. I'm like, bro, we about to have to pull up on this dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For real. It it really got to that point, and uh, you know, I'm hitting him up, hitting him up. He still don't hit me hit me up. Bro finally hits me up, sends me the video, and I watch the video. I'm like. I could tell this man didn't put no effort behind it. Oh, it wasn't good? Right. You could, I mean, it was just like my little brother, my six year old little brother could have edited a video oh. better than that. You know what I'm saying? And it was just. Oh, my God. It was, it was just ugly, man. He finally sent it back to me again, made a couple changes, but I still didn't really like it. But we just, we ended up putting it out because I was just so tired of waiting. And I was just like, we just going to move forward from this. We're going to put this out and just. It it do it does what it does, and we're just gonna move forward from it. So, so how long ago was this? Man, this was in July. This was uh, oh, this was recent. This is like yeah, this is like in June. Oh whatever, snap! When we shot the video, and like I had to look at the dates or whatever whenever the video came out. But mm. we shot that video. I think it was like June, like the beginning of June, like the first or second week in June, and I don't think we put it out to. Like maybe like three months later or something mm. like that. I don't know. It took a long time, but yeah. I was very frustrated. And I, I mean, I was when I finally spoke to him. I was like, well, I'm not working with you again, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was very unprofessional. He apologized and everything, but it just, I mean, it, I just took that as a sign from, hey, bro, you need to get your own camera equipment, or, uh, well, at the time I took it as a sign as, bro, you need to get your own uh, camera equipment. You know, mm -hmm. you, you know. But, man, I already do so much. When I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, man, I already produce my own stuff, you know, record my own stuff. It's like if I got a camera, I can't shoot my own music videos. Yeah, correct, I'm going to have to teach somebody how to do this. Yeah. And it's just I was like, man, I just need to find better guys that, you know, are willing to work with me more and yeah. that, you know, know how to do this video stuff. So I found some more guys, and we – we're about to shoot a uh, music video when I come back from Tampa to one of my songs off my album called I Remember. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So who did the the John Wall James Harden one? Yo Ali did that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking about him. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> no, like, him still very, very cool. How'd, but, how'd you how'd you link up with him? Uh how did I meet him? I think I just hit him up. Just And was that shot here? Like in yeah, Memphis? It was area? shot here in, uh downtown at a homie's crib. Okay. We basically just threw a party. Like, literally, I just threw a party, and I was like, hey, everybody coming. We're shooting a video, so, like, if you don't want to be on camera, like, when we shooting parts <laughs> don't of show scene, up. just like, no, <laughs> still show up. But, like, if you ain't really trying to be on camera, just kind of be in the background. Mm. Don't be, like, you know, around me too much because we going to be filming, yeah, yeah. you know, the whole time. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but I yeah. just I, the, the reaction I get from people is just, like, the energy 
and people's vibe when they're in the video is just natural. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like people are like acting and stuff, and it just seems real genuine and organic. And yeah. it was so. Uh, that's one of my favorite videos to watch too, because it's like I'm jumping around, and that's how I am when I perform and stuff. And it just shows like a good representation of me as an artist. Mm. Yeah. So, I, that's something I've been preaching to people is um, it's it's really easy to get to like capture good content or like to do something that you're trying to accomplish if you have like a set goal in mind Mm -hmm. so like if i if i just wanted to talk to you like it'd be kind of weird if i was like hey man can we just hang out and talk (laughs) it's like it's kind of weird but i've got the podcast Mm -hmm. and so we're you know we're having a conversation we're learning about each other's like work and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so for that video you were like let's throw a party Mm -hmm. and so it entices people like you just hit up a bunch of people and like hey i'm shooting a video uh, can you come out? They might not be a, as enticed to do it as if you're like, hey, I'm having a party mm-hmm. and we just so happen to be shooting a video at this party. Yeah. People be like, oh, snap, that's dope. Yeah. So they might want to show up. It was, it was a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't want to be in the video. I don't want to come to the party. Mm. Like, you can still come just like when we're recording, just be in the back. You ain't got to be right next to me around everybody because yeah. it was – there was a lot more people there that were uh, that were in the video. They just were like, nah, I don't want to be in the video, you know, mm. which is cool. You know, I respect that. I ain't forcing nobody to do nothing. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. But, I mean, basically, yeah, I just advertise it as, hey, we, we having a party. Because, I mean, the song, everywhere I go is like a fucking party. Every yeah, city yeah. I pull up is gnarly. Yeah, so, I mean, I just felt, you know, we should have a party. I got the uh, James Harden jersey on. My little brother had the John Wall jersey <laughs> on. And we just dope. having fun, you know. So, yeah. So, uh, whenever you... You put this. Did you put the team together for your video, like your videographers, or um, did you just like find some people that were um, like, "Hey, we we shoot videos." No, I met them through some friends. Uh, I have a bunch of friends that work for the Memphis Grizzlies, like do different stuff, like run the social media, you know, do other stuff in the arena. And uh, uh, it's crazy because we—I don't know if you heard of Clubhouse. You heard that app called Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah. So I was on we were we were on Clubhouse a lot like in like November or whatever, and I guess a lot of people from uh, the team that he works with were on there too. So we're all just chatting it up in there or whatever. If you know how Clubhouse works, it's basically just like a big group chat of <laughs> yeah, people yeah. talking. And he's introduced me to some of his coworkers, and one of the guys uh, does like videos for the team. Like if they're doing like a new like all the New Jersey. Uh, stuff that they put out this year, like all the promo, he shot all that. And oh, all that. Wow. And I was like, dang. And then uh, he does stuff like little video stuff at the games and stuff like for highlight reels and stuff like that too. So I was like, we connected with them. I connected with them. And uh, I basically, we just, I've never even, we've met before, but they said they came to one of my parties or something like that, but I don't even remember dang. really meeting them <laughs> like that. But they were like, bro, we've met before. I'm like, bro, I don't even really remember. But uh I mean, we were getting on there consistently on Clubhouse, chatting it up, and then I basically was telling them, like, yo, I've been frustrated with a lot of these video dudes. I'm looking for new video guys. And then they're like, hey, let's put it together. So, I mean, we've been shooting back and forth ideas, and we're going to start filming it next week. So That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's the like the social media thing. is It's mm-hmm. changing the game for yeah. a collaboration. Definitely Clubhouse, too, man. Uh like if you a musician or whatever, like when I it's kind of I don't know I haven't been getting on there as much now, but when I first got on, there was a lot of new people I was meeting on there in the music industry and entertainment industry, just connecting with just crazy people. Like I connected with some dude in Pakistan or whatever, 
who like does kind of a podcast thing and like we did a podcast or whatever because he was like he liked my music and was listening to it and we did a podcast like over the phone or something it's oh just, wow it's crazy like the, the amount of people you can meet on there if you're really on there for the right you know idea because there's a lot of bs stuff on there like it's a bunch of bs stuff but mm. if you're really looking for what you're looking for on there you can find what you need on there and literally you know grow fans organically meet people organically it's it's crazy how the app works but i like the app for sure but social media is crazy how you can connect with people like me and you we yeah, yeah through social same. media yeah <laughs> so yeah on, on clubhouse can you do like an area or is it just like random nah it's it's uh no nah, it ain't random it's kind of like you got your followers and your following and they got like this whole like how instagram's got timeline but the more people you follow, the more rooms that'll show up on your timeline. Mm. And if you're following a bunch of, you know, people, like you can type, if, if someone has Memphis in their bio, you can literally type in Memphis and the keyword, and it's going to show up every person that has Memphis in their bio. Oh. And you can literally just go through, do, 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 follow all of them. Because when I first got on the app, that's what I first did. I okay. followed, because I was like, where are the Memphis people at? I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. finding people from New York and Baltimore and Toronto and LA. I'm like, where are the people from down yeah, south? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I went and followed a bunch of Memphis people and then uh, started seeing more Memphis rooms and stuff and started actually reconnecting with people I hadn't seen in a while, too. It's crazy. Oh, snap. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I have it and like, because somebody invited me to get mm -hmm. on there, but. I really haven't used yeah, it if at the, all. If, they, if if someone hadn't really sat down and explained it to you, you probably not gonna not gonna really use it. Cause yeah. when I first when I first got invited, I was like, bro, what is this, bro? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, what is this? I thought it was like a spam text. The way he sent me the text, I was like, bro, what did you just send me, bro? Like, I'm scared Club to open house. it. <laughs> like, is this gonna give me like a virus or yeah. something? And then he's like, nah, bro. Like for real, get on it. I'm like, all right, cool. So we got on it. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah, connecting with people in the in like your areas is, is awesome. Just because mm -hmm. like if you need something or if you want to do something, you just go drive to them and, and yeah. just go do it. Yeah. Like, um, I one of my like really close friends, Fly Pilot D, he lives in Dallas. So like, we have to plan something like months ahead for him to come up here because yeah. you know I've got to not be doing a podcast mm -hmm. and you know not be busy with work or anything like that and then he can come down here and like you know we'll record music or yeah. whatever shoot a video so it's like having like if he lived here we'd be doing stuff all the time yeah. but it's it's more difficult because you know oh shoot, because yeah. he's not so that's it's really awesome like being able to connect with people like yeah. that so for instagram do you use like the hashtags a lot uh, nah, I mean, if I do, it'll just be for something funny, like just a funny hashtag, like hashtag this some BS or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I don't really, I ain't really into hashtags on Instagram. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Me and, um, Reggie A, have you ever heard of him? Mm -mm. So Reggie, super underrated in the city, by the mm -hmm. way, <laughs> I think I randomly found him on Instagram and did a podcast with him, okay. but, um. Great, great artist, but um, we were talking about he never did hashtags, like mm -hmm. never did it, and then he started doing them and realized how much traffic he started getting, and I did the same. Uh, Ryan did the same when he was starting to put, like, uh, all these hashtags. He noticed that people were getting to his um, his page more mm -hmm. for um, looking him up for, like, engineering and mm -hmm. artists and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that probably definitely worked more, yeah, in his favor. I can see that now because – I've definitely been in cities, and I'm looking for, like, 
dancers for like a show or something. Oh. I had a show in Atlanta one time, and like I have a song called "I Got Next," and it's got like a real like joking flow to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm trying to find some dancers. So I really got on Instagram hashtag Atlanta dancers or whatever, mm-hmm. and like bunch right there. So I'm DMing everybody, boom, 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 and uh, end up finding some, and we got it together. It came out to the show, or whatever. It was cool. So That's that that, dope. that definitely that that definitely can work now that I really. That you really just put it in my perspective like that, yeah, it really can work. But if I, if I hashtag something, it's probably just like hashtag the Crown Prince, mm-hmm. you know, just so that's my artist name. But yeah. I probably should hashtag more like Memphis artists or Memphis rap or something like that. Yeah. See what I do it makes it a lot easier because I don't I don't hate being on social media, but when you're an artist and you do multiple stuff as a business, it feels like a job, mm-hmm. like having to do that kind of stuff. So what I do is I just take like certain hashtags that I know are going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then I just like label it. I put in my phone as notes. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I make a post, if it's about like my music, then I just copy and paste mm-hmm. it. I just copy it from my notes, paste yeah. it there. So that takes like the thinking and yeah. the work out of it. Mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you were talking about dancers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I recently had on uh, Nadia Cole and she works at the gold club. no, Sorry, Nadia. <laughs> she works at Purple Diamond, okay. not Gold. <laughs> okay. But uh, same thing. I thought you were finna say something else besides a a, a strip club or whatever. But yeah. okay, yeah, she works at Purple Diamond. Okay. And um, I I was just thinking about that connection. I was like, man, how dope would it be like if I just knew like all these people in different avenues? So mm-hmm. like knowing a videographer, knowing like um people who own buildings. Like if mm-hmm. I knew somebody who owned real estate or something like that and you needed to do a video in like a certain venue, I'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so. Or yeah. if, if you needed like a bunch of strippers for a video mm-hmm. and you needed to do it at Purple Diamond or Gold Club, mm-hmm. like I can hook you up with that. So yeah. it's it's really cool just like doing the podcast and knowing people in different, yeah. doing different stuff because yeah. I can, you know, just throw those people out yeah, to build you. build your connections. That's always good, man. It's always, always about connections, man. Always trying to, build and meet new people you know and even you know even if you ain't even got a big team I, f- I tell people all the time like you don't even need a big team like people are like bro I ain't got a team I ain't team I don't have a team either like I've gone to cities by myself and just done promo by myself you know you Dang. just gotta I mean you just gotta get up and just kind of do it you know what I mean and like at first like when I was like man I'm finna go to the city by myself and do it I didn't want to do it then when I got out there and I started doing it you know, I felt better about myself. You mm. know? It's kind of like working out. If you don't want to go to the gym and work out, if you actually go and work out, yeah. after you leave the gym, you're like, dang, I feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of that, do you work at LA Fitness? Yeah, I work out of LA. Um, Ryan told me that you were there one day, mm-hmm. and I, I recently just started working out with Ryan okay. there. And uh, I was like, oh, snap. I didn't, I didn't know. He was like, yeah, he was here. Uh, you missed him. And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> No, I see him all the time up there. Okay. He, he's definitely a gym rat, you know, getting in yeah. there. You know, he's yeah. all – being strong, you know, I I just go whenever I can, you know. Mm. I'm so busy. It's just whenever I get a little free time to go, I just try to do a little something. But I'm not super big on going to the gym, <laughs> you know. So when you, when you have, like, stuff that you're about to put out, mm-hmm. how often do you, like, wait to put it out compared to, like, like I got to put this out, like, right now? Uh, I mean, it really just depends on, like, what I got going. Like, you know, I just released my album – in October, so I'm trying to really promote that for like a good six months before okay. I put anything else out. Because I mean, I made so I'm like, I need to put this out tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, nah, bro. Like, 
you know, sit on for a second, keep promoting your album, and I'm going to shoot a couple more videos. But, uh, I mean, it just really depends on, like, the situation. Like, you know, I've got a bunch of content and stuff out right now, so I'm kind of still trying to build traction on that before I branch off into, like, some new stuff. But, uh, I mean, it really just depends, really, for me, you know. So, but right now, I'm I'm, I'm holding on a little second before I shoot. Uh, I'm going to shoot two more music videos off my our first songs off my uh, last album, The Crowning, before I put any uh, new material out. Yeah. What What's like something from the album where you, I guess, kind of, I guess it's like different than what you usually do, or is everything just like you know this is this is my usual usual stuff. You talking about from that like a song on the album or yeah, somewhere something where I kind of st- stepped outside the box? Uh, there's a song called Royalty on there, and it's uh. It's kind of like an R&B song. I'm singing. You know, I'm not the best singer, but, you know, I'm singing on there a little bit. And it's kind of tailored to the females. And uh, I feel like that song was a little bit uh, outside of my box from what I normally do. Because mm. I don't really just make a bunch of songs about girls and stuff like that. Or R&B type Yeah, song. a little R&B stuff. So uh, I put a little song together because I was like, I got to have a little song for the ladies on here. Just like. If some women are listening to it, you know, they want something to vibe to, they have something to vibe to that's, you know, from me. So, cause I, I don't have a lot of songs like that. So, yeah. probably that royalty joint. Yeah. What would you say is like your your main, like, genre, not really genre, but mm-hmm. like, I guess your target audience? Target audience? Yeah. Uh, uh, or like, you know, like your target vibe, I guess, mm-hmm. like party music or like, um, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I've been told, like, I have a really big sound, like, like kind of like a cinematic like movie type oh, sounds, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like audience, like somebody could hear your music in a movie. Or yeah, okay. yeah, and that's that's like a goal, like way on down the line. Like I want to write the music for like a whole film, mm-hmm. kind of like how Pharrell did with Despicable Me or whatever. He did all the music. He for did it. that. I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, but one of the Despicable Me's, like the Happy Song. Yeah, I'm so happy. Clap along. Oh. He actually made that song for the movie. That yeah, wasn't even supposed right. to be like a big hit. He made the song for the movie. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, audience, I mean, I make a lot of my stuff is kind of like real heavy 808s and stuff like that. Not super like trap as far as like the lyrics, like talking about killing guns and all that. But yeah. I mean, I can get street with it too. But uh, I mean, basically, audience. I mean, I'm, I don't really know how to describe this, really, besides just saying the type of music, the kind of vibe that my music gives off, really, mm-hmm. which is kind of, which I, what I said, the kind of big cinematic kind of sound, yeah. Is there anybody in the area that you've, like, followed um, and really wanted to work with? Mm-hmm. Uh... Not really. I mean, I don't. I, I don't really listen to a lot of like new artists in Memphis unless like somebody shows it to me. Really, mm-hmm. or I just randomly come across it because I don't really listen to the radio. And uh, I mean, I don't think nobody really listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> not really, no. But I mean, not not really. I'm kind of. I feel like I'm just. I'm kind of in my own lane. But I'm definitely open to working with different guys. It's just. Uh, it just I just feel like it's got to be right, especially with artists that are like bigger. Cause I know artists and I've met people that are bigger than me. You know, we've talked about doing music, but it's just, I think it just narrows down to like the time and being right. You know, yeah. I mean? they're like, yeah, we gonna get something together when the time right. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna keep working. You yeah. Know, so, I mean, even if like 
even if like Young Dolph or like Gotti or somebody hit me up, like I would obviously want to do a song with them for the like the fame of it. But mm-hmm. if they weren't huge, I don't think like their their type of music, it wouldn't be something that I would just be like jumping at. Yeah. Um there there are some people that I have gotten to know. Uh, especially through Ryan, just like being at the studio with him and like mm-hmm. listening to people's music and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some pretty good people out there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some pretty bad people. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan be getting it in though. He be having folks every day over there. You know, I be yeah. I be seeing his Instagram and stuff like that. I'm like Ryan getting it in. So. Yeah. Is is there like any? I guess like a type of music that you you feel like works nowadays uh, compared to, I don't know, I guess just like doing what you feel like. And I mean, everybody knows like trap music is, mm-hmm. I guess like the thing right now, but I feel like there was a time where like party music was the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, God, what is it? Travis Porter. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Travis Porter? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> Travis Porter was all the time. Yeah. Like that was, that was the, the thing, the college anthems that make it rain, the little twerk yeah. music had the girls going, you know, so little do, dance tracks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you feel like it's it's hard to do something like that now, or do you feel like you know certain music is just gonna pop? Uh, I mean, I, that goes back to like it just depends on your area. Like here, I don't. I mean, a lot of dance tracks and came out from here, like mm-hmm. the Paper Chase. You know what I mean? The little block boy JB stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the hard head junk. Uh, but, uh, I mean, party music, probably not so much here, you know, because, like, the whole dubstep EDM stuff is kind of faded out. I feel like here it's probably still big, mm-hmm. probably in the south or something like that, or, like, near probably Florida. Probably West or Coast. Yeah. yeah, or wherever. I don't know. I'm not really big on into that. But uh, I don't know. I feel like here, man, it's just, like, Memphis artists – and uh, the Memphis ears are just tailored to just like real gutter street music, you mm. know what I mean? Like, and that's just going back to you know Three Six Mafia, Eight Ball, and MJG, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, because just our ears have just been trained for so long just to hear that over and over on the radio. We yeah. raised our parents and uncles and cousins listening to it, so. I mean, I feel like that's that's the sound that works here. Like, mm. if you're an artist. And like you really just want to blow up, take off in Memphis real quick. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to be about it for a little second. Yeah. And you know, talk about that street shit. <laughs> but that's that's how I feel like Memphis is. But different areas is like LA or whatever, there's so much different varieties of people that are into different things than just here. Like Memphis is just predominant black, you know what I mean? Other mm-hmm. cities and other places, there's a big variety of people. You know, so you can really take off making, you know, cinematic, you know, like just random whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, but Memphis, you kind of got to, you kind of got to keep it in that one little area if you really just want to take off here. Yeah. Yeah. So you were talking about your dad a good bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Is he like, would you consider him part of your team? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, dad is, I guess you can call him manager when he wants to be. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know, I love my dad, but yeah, he, we travel a lot together. And, you know, he gives me, you know, a lot of guidance on just different stuff to do. Like, even song ideas, he's, he'll send me voice memos of song ideas all the time. Like, dude, you need to be in the studio. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's like, hey, rap this or do this a certain way. So, yeah, me and my dad are real close. Yeah. Did he do music? 
Uh, he would DJ uh, our sporting events and stuff when I was younger. He had an entertainment company when I was younger and had a, you know, would book out like artists for different clubs and stuff like that. Like he's done events with Gotti. He's telling me about events he's done with Jada Kiss and just a bunch of different like mystical and stuff like that, you know. Like some really like nineties, two thousand stuff. Mm. So but he wasn't like an artist or producer or musician. He was kinda more on like the just the entertainment side. Uh, yeah. Okay. So 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 like what are your influences? My influences are uh big you're talking about like musically, like an yeah, artist yeah. or whatever. Huge Kanye, you know. Kanye kinda on some crazy stuff right now, but I still, <laughs> I still love Kanye. You know what I mean? Like if I yeah. seen him, I probably want to give him a hug. He's, like, he's bro. a musical genius. Yeah, Kanye, uh, definitely Pharrell. Like even with how I dress, and like how I carry myself too, Pharrell. And then uh, big, big Travis Scott fan. Like, really? Travis, Tra- I love Travis. Those man. none of those connect. Well, I guess Kanye and Travis mm-hmm. connect. But so why Travis? Man, it's just when he first came out, like I've been on him for a while before he was just really, really big. And uh, his sound was just crazy, you know, and Mm. like the beats were real. Like I always would make beats and try to make them sound like Kanye stuff, but his stuff was sounding really, really like Kanye stuff. I'm Mm. like, man, this dude's stuff is crazy. And uh, I mean, I just seen him grow and like the way he performs, like he's jumping around, he's yeah. raging, you know, got his shirt off, going crazy, screaming. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, I'm kind of like into that when I'm performing too. And uh, I just think the way his he can use his voice as like an instrument, like his melodies are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're an artist and you can kind of uh, work your melodies like that, like you, you're, you're going to be straight, you know what I mean? So Travis is one... Uh, we want to go old school. I say Tupac. Like my dad played a lot of Tupac <clears throat> growing up, but uh, really the main ones are definitely Kanye and Pharrell for sure. Okay. Like Pharrell, even with his clothing line, he had the ice cream clothing line. He yeah. had the ice cream skate team, and then the Billionaire Boys Club. Like yeah. I was kind of like, man, I got to do something like Pharrell. That's kind of where I was inspired from. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about, it, but that that dude not only has he been around for a long uh-huh. time. But he's just been constantly just working. Him and another person that I don't think gets enough credit for, like, how much they've done is Swiss Beats. Mm -hmm. Like, Swizz, he's been around for forever Mm -hmm. and has worked with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think they're all from from Virginia. Oh, really? I think think they are. I don't know if Swiss is for some reason. Okay. But I know Pharrell is from Virginia, but, yeah. Yeah. There's just something about the people who do – multiple different things Mm -hmm. like when those people get out and um i guess just have their music in in different people's hands or in just like reaching out other people Mm -hmm. it's it makes their makes them grow so much like and and fast too like with pharrell you might not really like pay attention to like music for real Mm -hmm. but you will have heard something from Pharrell and not even noticed it. Oh, like yeah. you were you were talking about the the song he did for the movie. Mm-hmm. And then um God, what's that song he had uh with Robin Thick? Oh uh Blurred Lines. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> stuff like that. Yeah. Like everybody knows that song. <laughs> so it's them being able to be like an artist and also like making beats mm-hmm. and being involved with like movies and yeah. stuff like that. Like that helps. Yeah, it's just 
Super producers, man. He's a real super producer. Yeah. You know what I mean, like him, Timberland, like you know, like oh, Missy Timberland. Elliott. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're like real super producers, like real musicians. You know, like Pharrell, kind of same background as me. Grew up, played drums and stuff. You know what I mean? So. I just feel like me and Pharrell always kind of had that connection and stuff. And then, like, growing up, people would kind of say I look like him. I don't know if I'm <laughs> light-skinned or whatever. But, but, yeah, but Pharrell's the GOAT for real. Like, if I met Pharrell, I probably would – I don't even know. I'd probably go crazy. I've seen him perform live before. Oh, and, okay. like, been like this on him, but he was performing. <laughs> but I never, like, really got to shake his hand like, hey, how you doing, Mr. Pharrell, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you were talking about going to different cities and stuff, mm-hmm. but do you do you like go to concerts for that for that same? Yeah, reason? I'll go to concerts and stuff too. Like uh, probably last concert I went to was it was like Chris Brown concert. He mm-hmm. was uh, performing in Nashville, whatever. And um, you know that's another thing. Like when artists come to concert, people from surrounding cities come yeah. in too, and then you got different clubs having events and stuff like that. You know. That's also a good thing to go to, you know, when concerts and stuff really open back up. But, uh, yeah, I, I love concerts, especially artists. Like, I think I went to see Travis, like, three times mm. when he was on the uh, Astroworld tour. And it, was yeah. just, it just blew my mind, like, every time. I was like, bro, this is crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> man, I had a roller coaster, like, in the going over the people and, like, had the yeah. thing spinning. I'm like, bro, who thinks of that? You know? <laughs> like, this man real deal cares about the fans. Like, this yeah. is crazy. And uh, that concert was crazy. Like every every time, it was crazy, man. But yeah, I like concerts. I love concerts. Did you see that Netflix documentary with Travis? Oh in yeah, it? Uh-huh. I probably watched that about ten times. <laughs> <laughs> if I get bored, I'm like, you know, I'm about to watch the Travis shit and just get hyped for a second. That's yeah. crazy. That was it was it was just awesome. Like I wish more artists would do that. Like mm-hmm. I wish more artists would show people their life. Like, I, I know that's a stretch for some people. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want everybody knowing everything you're doing. Yeah. But just, like, those glimpses at your life and, like, mm-hmm. what you do day to day, how you record, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that, It that will touch so many people's lives. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. If you watch that documentary, I think there's, like, he's doing an interview or something. They have some audio playing where he's doing an interview with uh, – I don't know if it's Zane Lowe or somebody from Apple Music, and they're, like, talking about the album's coming out tomorrow. How you feel? He's like, oh, we're still working. He's like, dang, you're still working up to the album? And I think, like, like after that scene, they were doing sicko mode. I'm like, did these folks really make sicko mode the day before the album was supposed to come out? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, I'm like, I, that's crazy to me. It's just, like, they really made his biggest song. They made it, like, the day before, a couple of days before the album's supposed that's to wild. come out. You know what I mean? And like he sends them the Drake verse, they're going crazy over Drake's <laughs> verse. Yeah, that was just that just blew my mind. I was like, these dudes really just made this song the day before the album. <laughs> just imagine the album without sicko mode. It's just feel like it's missing something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the documentary, there's a you might have seen this on social media, but there's a one part where um Travis is listening to is it Nav in that song, um, is it Bystanders? No, no, no. That's uh, that's a juice. That's Juice World. Uh, spent ten hours. Yeah, on yeah. Fight. That song. Man, that's Juice World. Juice yeah. World. Okay, Rest so peace, Juice World too. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, they're um, they're listening to just the beginning, and the engineers just like chopping everything up, yeah. trying to get everything to sound right, mm-hmm. and then finally he hits play, and they're like in a, a you know really nice living room, 
and he hits play, and like Travis is going crazy, I know, he's like going crazy, jumping on the field. Yeah. <laughs> then they had uh, some guys outside on the pool, jumped out the pool, like Shaq West and all them going crazy. I'm like, God, it's crazy, man. But that, like that right there, will give you chills as an mm-hmm. artist because that's what you want. That's mm-hmm. the moment that that you look for yep. is just enjoying that music that you mm-hmm. work so hard to like create mm-hmm. and can share it with your friends or what. That was a dope. I really appreciate that they put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> and they took some of that three six mafia on that song that fucked the club. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that tear the club nigga, <laughs> They took that from three six. I'm like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. He also took um gosh, that five percent tint. Mm-hmm. Uh, from um Hey man, I can't think of what the, the what the group name was, but I know yeah. you're talking about yeah. Yeah, he took that too, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. CeeLo's in the group. Uh, CeeLo Green. I can't think of the the name of the group, though. Yeah. But it might come to me. Having that kind of stuff in there is is really cool. Mm -hmm. So, do you do a lot of like sampling or anything? Have you have you done that? Yeah, I've done I've done some sampling. Uh, If you listen to my album, uh, the outro, um, there's a sample on there. Uh, from Sade. Uh I ain't gonna give away the sample. <laughs> I don't really want to, but uh, if your parents listen to Sade or whatever, they might can help you. Because <laughs> this song was made in like 1992, so oh. you know what I mean. But uh, I have a Sade sample on there, and it's it's crazy. I think that's one of the craziest, well, not the craziest beats I've made. But when I was making it, like I definitely was like having that chills moment. Was like, yo, this is mm. like. Like, this is crazy. And, like, I was FaceTime one of my friends when I was making it, and he was like, bro, this is about to go crazy, bro. So but, were you thinking about the song, or were did it, like, somebody had played it, or? Uh, I think I had already listened to that song before, and, like, the guitar part, I was like, man, I need to use that somewhere, because the mm. way the song is set up at the beginning, you know, it didn't have no vocals over, over it. It was just straight, like, guitar. I was like, yo, we I gotta use this, you know. And I had already wow. knew like I wanted this to be like the reflecting song, like the outro song. Mm-hmm. So I was kinda already had headed in that direction with it. So That's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really used any like true samples from stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not um, a big sampler either. I don't I mean they're they're cool, but I think it's harder. Yeah, I mean in my opinion. It's like when you're making a beat, because yeah. like you're having to customize the beat to what somebody else did mm-hmm. instead of just like you know from scratch yeah i mean it just it just depends on the sample like if the sample is something real simple and not that excuse me not that complex then it might be a little tougher but um it just depends on the sample really because i've heard certain beats where i've certain guys i'm like man this dude just threw some shit together <laughs> you know what i mean it just it just depends on the sample really but it is kind of hard because you do have to tailor it towards Whatever you want to do, you gotta kind of chop it, slow it down, maybe yeah. change the pitch or the key or whatever. Yeah, but that's fun to me. I like doing that. It's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Are there any like current beat makers that you? I mean, other than you know, you were talking about Kanye and mm-hmm. I th- Travis makes beats, doesn't he? Yeah, Travis makes beats and Pharrell as well. But like, is there any other people like who make beats specifically? Like that's what they do. Hit boy, hit boy, hit boy. He made that racks in the middle. With Nipsey Hussle and uh, does he work with Nas a lot? Mm-hmm. He did a whole album with Nas. That's right. That, uh, That's right. I can't remember the name of the album, but I don't remember. They did a whole album together. Uh, he he even made the beat to Niggas in Paris. The Jay really, <clears throat> the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a hit boy. That's hit boy. Okay, yeah, he's uh, 
Man, he's been he's been one of my favorite producers for a while since I found out he was uh, he signed to good music for a little bit, but I don't mm. think they they're together no more. But okay, uh, he put out like a little uh, artist project called Hit Story, and that's really when I kind of fell in love with his music. But uh, he ain't really been making too much music of his own. He's really just been kind of producing. But I mean, bruh, he crazy on the beats, man. He done made so many. I'm trying to think of some other songs that he's made, but he's he's made a lot. Like he's done stuff with Juice World. I mean, pretty much every artist he's he's done. Every big artist he's done, he's done some beats for for sure. But he's he's definitely one of my favorites. Him and uh, I like Take Keith too. Take Keith beats oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> is he from here? I think he's from here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody was uh, somebody was telling me that, and I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from here, and he went to school like MT MTSU, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, but he's from here though. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Hit Kid? Mm-hmm, I heard of Hit Kid. Yeah, Hit yeah. Kid. He did. Uh, did he do that Duke Deuce, a track? Um, the Crunk Ain't Dead. John? Yeah, I think he did that one. Yeah, I, I think he did that. Yeah, that John bops for real. That John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did that remix uh, with. I had Lil John in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's Project crazy. Pat, yeah, the video was cool too. Yeah, how they did it in front of the Orpheum and stuff, and then they was like at the arcade restaurant. That was yeah, that was a cool little video. I still feel like the original John was it was cool. The remix was cool, but the original, I feel like it just it just I don't know. They went crazy when he dropped it too because he did it on like Thanksgiving or something, and I was mm. just like. It's like the energy was just like crazy. <laughs> and if you watch in his interviews, he was just like, man, it was just a song. We were just putting together like it didn't even have no hook. It didn't even have no hook. Like if you listen to it, it's just, I mean it's got the crunk at there oh, or whatever. Man. But he was like, it didn't even have a hook. I was just saying that, and it's just like certain <laughs> certain shit hits like that. Like you'll make a song and you're like, man, this John is actually hitting. Like you yeah, yeah. you never know like what what song is gonna be your song. Like John Wall and James Hart. I never knew <laughs> that one was gonna blow up like like how it did. So you just yeah. you just never know, man. Sometimes you just gotta put stuff out. And just keep working, you know. Yeah. So the visual definitely helped them too with it, but it was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, people were playing that video like all the time. People use it as a meme too, like mm-hmm. when they're reviving Duke Deuce. <laughs> yeah. That joke is funny. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think like just having that that charisma, that character, mm-hmm. like in in your videos and stuff like that, that really helps because he had a lot of energy and stuff like that. So that yeah. was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you got to have energy, man. You got to – people want to see that. They want to feel it, you know what I mean? Like, certain music, they might not be listening to the lyrics or, like, whatever, but – because you might just be saying whatever, but it's got that feel. It's just got that feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just got that feel good. Like, certain music I listen to, I I'm probably don't even care what the artist saying. He probably just saying some BS. But the beat and the way he flowing on it just gives me some sort of feeling. It's just yeah. – you know what I mean? And – that's cool too when people make music like that. Yeah, man, what's his name? Do you listen to Tory Lanez? Yeah. Oh like my Tory. God, what is that? Oh man, what's that song? Um, shoot, that's killing me. Let me look this up right quick. All right. But he's got this song, um, that I like. I think I was just listening to um, like a Tory Lane. I just hit Tory Lanez on Spotify. Yeah. Broken a minute. Have I you heard broken? broken a oh my Don't get god. Offended. That's like one of the best flows I probably ever heard on a on a beat. You know what I mean? Like he just perfectly yeah. hit that beat. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, man, doesn't. I was like, doesn't matter what he's about to say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, even something similar to that is that uh that Gunner that hot song. Everything, man, yeah, loving this. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yo, you know, it's that feeling. You know, I don't know what he's saying, but it's just, you know, it just it just gives you that feeling. It's just like, yo, this it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say another song is um. And I don't listen to these people at all, but I will catch myself uh, singing this song. It's um, Polo G and Lil Lil TJ. Mm-hmm. God, I can't think of the name of that song. You talking about that uh, Papa at your party? Yes, that song. Like no clue what the words are to that song, yeah. but I'll catch myself. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> feeling, man. Yeah, yeah. Like when you when you can catch up. Catch the right melody mm-hmm. as like what you were talking about. Like yeah, that's the melodies, bro. They get you far. I'm telling you, you don't even really need to be talking about nothing. The melody's gonna carry. Yeah, yeah. Which Tory said that. And somebody was interviewing Tory Lanes, and he was mm-hmm. talking about that. He was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll listen to a beat for a while, and then yeah. just like I'll just keep recording. Uh, I'll just tell the engineer like, "Yo, just keep recording, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna just like keep like going through melodies, yeah. melody after melody after melody until I just feel like one of them's right, mm-hmm. and then that's when I start just like." humming or just like mumbling mm-hmm. and then like later on i'll put words to it yeah. but at first i just want to get the melody right yeah. and just mumble on there and then be like all right that's the sound yeah and then just put words to it yeah that's 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 a strategy that like i never really thought about mm-hmm. i was like oh i don't need words yeah, a, lot of, a lot of artists <laughs> record like that man they just get in there they just get the mumbling stuff and then take their little mumbles or melodies and turn it into words and there's a word there's a the word for that too that people have been using because I've heard people say it on Clubhouse like do you know how to do this and it's when you actually take someone's mumbles mumbled melodies and turn it into words I don't know what the, oh wow yeah it's an actual word for hmm. that yeah I don't know what I gotta figure out what it is but there's a word for that speaking of that have you ever um, like written for somebody else like written songs uh, yeah but I don't think we ever put anything out but I've had a couple friends of mine that do music like hey write a song to this for me i'm like all right and that just never really turns out yeah i I don't know i feel i feel i mean i could probably do it It it's probably just like the environment i was in at the time or whatever but um i don't know maybe they just weren't feeling it which is cool i mean yeah keep working yeah but i've never written for anybody and they put it out Mm. not that i can think of no I mean that's a that's a whole avenue in itself. I mean there's mm-hmm. a, there's tons of like ghost writers out there. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, every, I I was talking about this with somebody, but like everybody gives Drake crap about that whole thing a while back. Mm-hmm. But like, it's Drake. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares if he didn't write it? <laughs> it's a great song. Thank you, Drake, for giving us a great song. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I do appreciate obviously if somebody yeah. actually wrote their own stuff. Like yeah. that's awesome knowing they did it and everything. But yeah. a song's a song. Like Kanye, a lot of people, Saha the Prince, he writes a lot of Kanye's stuff. Really? Saha the Prince, like oh, a lot man. of. Saha. I nice. feel like a lot of that, my t- dark twisted fantasy stuff, I feel like Saha wrote like most of that. Mm. You know what I mean? But Saha's an incredible rapper, man. I listen to him. I'm like, this man is. And not that many people know about Saha. Yeah, because he just, he be low key, you know what I mean? Mm. He, he don't really put out a lot of music and he just. I feel like he writes for a lot of people. We just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet so. Yeah. I, I wonder how many, like, top-name artists are also writing for people. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. which, you know, probably people do that for certain reasons. Like, they don't want people to know yeah. that such and such wrote for them. Yeah. But 
I would love to know, like, you know, who's writing for, for who. Because that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember it blew my mind when I found out Neo wrote um, Irreplaceable for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's crazy. Like, a dude wrote this female song, yeah. and it's a smash hit. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's wild. Hey, it blew my mind when I found out like, yo, Lil Yachty wrote that City Girls act up song or whatever. What? Yeah, I'm like, Lil Yachty. Right? He's like, really? <laughs> give up about that nigga? I'm like, he talking like he a female. That's but he wrote crazy. That. And then there's another song that uh, Jay-Z wrote for Dr. Dre, I think. What? Uh, really? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's still, still Dre or whatever, whatever song it is, but he wrote. Dr. Dre and Snoop's verse. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I had to find it, but that's crazy. Yeah, that like recently came out, like in the past year, that Jay Z wrote that. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, you never know. Like some of the stuff you hear, you might never know who wrote it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's crazy, but that's just how the business works sometimes. Do you have like a claim to fame moment, like uh, a big name person that you? were either in the studio with or just hanging out with and you were just like really happy that that happened? Uh, I don't know. I met Youngster one time, Black Youngster. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you the video after we're done. I met him and Tory Lanez oh, one time. It was like outside of outside of uh, outside of Tory's show or something like that. That was mm-hmm. a pretty cool moment. you know, Because they had the cars out there and stuff like that too. So that was pretty crazy, yeah. Uh, but you haven't like worked with anybody? Nah, or? nobody just super big like that. Nah. Are are you are you promoting your beats to to like people? Do you do you send them out or you got a beat stars or anything nah, like that? I don't have like a place where people can purchase purchase beats when uh people want to purchase them. It's more on like a personal level. They just hit oh. me up. I'm like, all right, what you need? Gotcha. You want a pack of ten or whatever you want. And we'll chop it up that way. But I don't have a website where I'm just promoting my beats or whatever like that. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's you know, when you're when you're doing all these different things, you gotta kinda, you know, figure out how you wanna, you know, yeah. work with other people and do mm-hmm. your features and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty rough. I know, yeah. <laughs> I definitely know that. I've I've hit up people about doing features and stuff and uh sometimes they get back with you, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. Sometimes they finish it. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah, and then the feature. Sometimes, like a lot of artists think, man, I gotta get a big feature or something, man. Sometimes, I mean, I've seen artists do songs with big artists, and it just it don't it don't move the needle at all. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. really like hit or miss. You you never know if that feature is really gonna help you or not. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, I I've gotten in contact with some people about doing a remix for the John Wall and James Harden song. Oh, okay. And uh. I don't know if we're gonna do it yet, because now John Wall or James Harden plays for Brooklyn now. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We're still. I'm still kind of figuring that out. But I've uh, me and my pops have communicated with some people about trying to get a little remix together. But I don't know. We don't know. If we're <laughs> I don't know. So what do you what do you have coming up next? Like you said, you know, you're you're still promoting the album. Mm-hmm. Um. What was the name of the album again? The Crowning. The Crowning. Yeah, okay. The Crowning. So that came out in October. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got all this COVID stuff going. Mm-hmm. Is that like slowing you down for like new projects? Uh, it ain't slowing me down as far as putting a new project out. I mean, it's really just slowing 
slowing me down as far as just doing other shows and just being able to get out more and promote. Because, like, especially here, it ain't nothing going on here. Like, everything closed at 10. Yeah. It's a wrap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't nothing entertainment-wise going on here in Memphis. So it's like artists in Memphis, they got to get outside the city right mm. now. They can't They can't do nothing right now. So, But, no, it ain't really slowing me down as far as making, uh, making music. It's actually <clears throat> giving me more time to make music, really. So, yeah. Okay. So whenever you have like your new stuff um how are, how are you putting it out there are you just doing it like instagram um yeah whatever uh, you know now the way i want to do it now is i want to make i want to have the videos like done before i put the songs out cuz i kind of want to put the song out maybe like a day or two <clears throat> before the video comes out but uh yeah basically just getting a bunch of uh Instagram stuff ready, like even if it's just like a little content here and there, just to have the song playing in the background or something. It really just depends on like the song or what vibe I'm trying to go with it. But uh, basically, just try to have as much content as possible with like any type of content to post throughout the release of the song. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, man, it's been great having you on. Um, I mean, so if you haven't been paying attention or if you're just listening, um, Prince has these shirts, and I'm going to put them in front of the camera if y'all can see those. They are on sale. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, these are nice hoodies. Uh, link the link is in my bio to purchase these, and uh, I also have long sleeve T-shirts. I got one on up under here. It's basically, same thing, white and black though. So yeah, I got one for you too. You can have one of these too. Oh, so nice, always, awesome. I always got to bring gifts, you know, for the for the host. Thank you, absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, so what is your everything to give her by your uh, Instagram, uh, okay. Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever? Instagram is at the Crown Prince of Memphis. My Twitter is at underscore the Crown Prince. Uh, Facebook is at the Crown Prince. Uh, you want to look me up on uh, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, all that. Is my artist name is the Crown Prince. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I actually tried. To <laughs> I tried to look up. Um, like your videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and just typed in Crown Prince and it was like some like Saudi Crown Prince. Yeah, or something no, like that's that. where <clears throat> that's where my name kind of comes from, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. So like a lot of his stuff is gonna pop up, but you know, as I continue to grow and become a bigger artist, my stuff will show up before his. Yeah. But nah, I definitely we we we're working on getting that fixed. Yeah. yeah. The 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 like mm -hmm. putting the in Crown Prince that that changed it. Yeah. It was like oh yeah, I can just click and play your music from there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to work together sometime. For sure, uh, for whether sure. it's uh beats or uh, doing features or mm -hmm. videos. I, I do videos and stuff. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. I seen that on Ryan's page too. I was like, I need to tap in with him. Yeah. Or we yeah. can do a photo shoot sometime. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. Well, all right, man. Uh thank you all for tuning in. See you next time. Appreciate it.